You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Bayer. My job here is to bring you the best information that's going to change your life and create a better practice. Today is one of the most important of all time. Today, I have Jenny Pulos on, and we talk about why you need a leadership team. Please, please listen to this. I did it early on. I could have saved thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of my life had I figured out who I was and built a leadership team early in my career. I want you to do better than that. So make sure you guys check this out. Listen up. I know you'll enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. Thanks for showing up. And today we're going to be talking about the question that a lot of our docs and practices have is, do I really need this thing called a leadership team? And the answer is yes. And I've got somebody on my leadership team who's an amazing coach and a great thinker, and she's going to be our guest today, Jenny Poulos. Jenny, thanks for being on. Really appreciate you. Hello, everyone. Excited to chat about this. Always excited to be here with you. Such an important question and something that can really help take practices and docs and teams all over to that next level that they're striving for. So... Yeah. And so we're going to talk uh, a lot about, I'm going to throw some questions at you. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to tell you, here's the deal. This is one of the most important things you'll ever, 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 ever do is develop a leadership team. And so Jenny, let's talk about the why first. What's the why? Why would I want to do this if I'm a dentist? Having a leadership team, I'm going to defer back to, we, we talked about this on the pre-show a little bit. I love Brene Brown. And one of my very favorite quotes of hers is, you can't do it all alone. You were never meant to. Yeah. And really, when you're running a practice, any size, you need help. You need someone that you can bounce ideas off of. You need someone to work through the challenges. You need people to execute in their unique abilities so you can execute in yours and having members of a leadership team that you trust that you can be vulnerable with that can help you 
make tough decisions, live within your core purpose and your core values is going to really elevate your practice, elevate your life and take you to places you didn't know that you could go. Absolutely. Totally agree. Now, I want to clarify, having a leadership team does not mean run out and get a partner. That's not what we're talking about. It may include that at one point in time, which we'll get to in just a little bit. But sometimes people think, well, running a dental practice is lonely. I need somebody I can work with and bounce ideas off. So I'm just going to split my business in half and bring in another dentist. That's not the smartest thing. It is. No, it's not. In order, if you're lonely, get a coach. It's a lot cheaper, you know, and you'll probably... Uh, but you, you know, let me, let me go back to this. It's not about yay or nay for partnerships. What we're talking about is developing a group of people that you can trust to execute decisions because over time, your business is going to grow and you have to say more with fewer words. You also can only do a few things where you used to do the accounting and the vision work and the reviews. You're going to see to a certain point, you can't do that anymore. And you need to share those responsibilities. And ultimately what it means is you need to start growing leaders. And when you grow leaders, they do things you never dreamed that your practice could do. And you're not doing them. Am I on the right track, Jenny? Absolutely. The, the big sort of elephant in the room, especially when I begin coaching and working with small docs and I say, okay, we need to, we need to get our leadership team going. They say, I'm a, I'm a group of five. I'm not going to have a leadership team. I'm a solo leader. It's like, no, you're not a solo leader and you're not intended to be a solo leader. I will be a part of your leadership team. Or if it's not me, if you don't have a coach, you need to find a mentor. You need to find someone that can be that thought partner with you that can help you make decisions, help you think outside the box, look at things in a different way. You have to bounce ideas off of someone or else you, you know, you're living inside of your head, which is a dangerous place to live all of the time. So no matter how small you are, you need a leadership team. As a coach, that's one of my favorite things to do is be a part of your leadership team, to be that person that you can bounce ideas off of and think differently and point things out in ways that maybe you wouldn't. And that's what a great leadership team does. They challenge each other to look at things in a different way, to, to look outside the box, have a new perspective, maybe think about something that we didn't think about. And this is how we get to the best decisions for the practice. Yeah, totally. I'm going to go back to what you said, living in your head. So we're going to go through the progressions of this, a leadership team. The first thing you should do when you own a business is get a mentor or coach. A mentor can save thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of your life. Uh, A coach can do exactly the same thing. Now, the cool thing about level one leadership teams like a mentor or a coach is they don't work in your business. They don't interact with your patients. They don't interact with your team members. And they don't have that intimacy or that proximity to the challenges. And they can tell you right away, oh, I wouldn't put up with that or I wouldn't do that that way. And it becomes a wonderful way for you to transfer information. That's one of my favorite things is when you work with us, we're going to tell you the truth. You don't have to like it. It's the truth. And 
we don't have to deal with what you deal with. Now, we're partnered with you. And so that's a really important progression. So if you're listening to this, you only have five team members or six team members or eight team members. You may think, I don't need one. Oh, yes, you do. Now, one other thing you said that provoked an emotion for me is like you get inside your own head. And when you get inside your own head, you can't get out of, it's out of your own head. 80% of self-talk is negative. And so, as you can imagine, you're recycling garbage in your brain when you're with your kids in your head. And I've said this many times in the podcast my kids can see my lips moving when I'm talking to myself. My son will go, Dad, what are you saying? Like, your lips are moving. I'm like, You can see that? It's what happens is that garbage bubbles up. Don't do that. It becomes toxic in your brain. So, you need an outlet. Whether, you know, you might include a therapist on that one. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, it's very, very helpful. So, that's level one in this whole process. Jenny, what would be the second level? Just say, okay, I'm going to prompt you with this one. What we've found is that team dynamics get a little dicey between eight and 12. You might have a great team. You had five team members. You took them all to, you know, the great, the Chicago midwinter. We went to dinner all the time. And now I got nine team members. Well, It's like going from one kid to two kids or two kids to four kids. You don't double your complexity. You quadruple it because there's dynamics going everywhere. Do you find that to be true? It's absolutely true. And as we grow, we we have to get into this sort of divide and conquer mentality. And the more we grow, this is also when we talked about allowing us to operate really strongly within our unique abilities. Two of the leaders, right? Kirk and Barrett, amazing leaders on our team. Like our top leaders, Kirk and Barrett, visionary and integrator. Awesome leaders that are operating within their unique abilities to guide us. And if you were trying to execute Barrett's role, you would struggle. If Barrett was trying to execute yours, you would struggle. So as you grow, You want to share in the responsibility of running the practice. You want to share in the responsibility of guiding team members, growing leaders, and you guys can focus on what you're best at because then that's going to help you elevate more team members more quickly because you're living within the things that you're really good at. Oh my gosh, this is like a therapy session for me because 25 years running this company, I almost quit like the first 12, I, I I thought about quitting a lot because running a business is hard. I mean, you're grinding it out. The other thing I didn't really do early in the process, which I'm going to encourage all of you guys to do, is figure out who the hell I was. And let me explain. I wish I would have taken every personality test under the, you know, under the sun, like the Colby, the DISC, Myers-Briggs, worked with a an intense, you know, behavioral specialist and figured that out by the time I was 30. And then I would have gone all chips in on who I was because I spent a greater part of this, you know, the early years trying to be somebody I was not. I got good at QuickBooks. Not great, but good. And I was miserable. I got good at putting systems together. It was terrible, you know, for me. Um, So what Jenny's talking about is a reference to the book Rocket Fuel or Traction is a designation between two leaders. Even if you have a partner, you're not equal. You both bring something unique to the table. One of you is probably the visionary. 
so I joke that I'm not even here right now. I live in the future. I come back to visit the present occasionally, you know, and say, guys, this is what's ahead. Barrett completely lives in the present. Every T has got to be, you know, crossed. I dotted. He asked me on Fridays, like, okay, you spent $26.13 this week. I'm like, I don't know. Like every penny's got to match. So, um, you know, the key piece is this, is as you start to grow, you figure out who you are and then you start to build a team, right? People write seats where people are really good at those and they can execute and lead the rest of the team. What else do I need to be thinking about as my practice grows? So you need to be thinking about priorities, the path, the vision, and where you're going. And a leadership team is going to help you get there. One of the things that we've recently developed that we're so excited about here at ACT is something called the Practice Health Score. So we know that there are three areas that you need to really excel in to kill it in your practice. You need to be aligned, you need to be smart, and you need to be healthy. An amazing leadership team is going to level you up in all of these areas because the alignment is gonna come clear when you have someone that has these complementary strengths to you and you can bounce ideas off of one another and get really clear on where you're going and developing priorities and a path for your team that gets you to these goals, right? And that's that alignment piece and you're gonna become smarter as you work through things, as you develop systems and policies And then the health piece, right? You're not in your head talking to yourself or letting your frustration out on the team. You're able to sit down together and say, I'm struggling. This is hard. I don't get it. I need help. And then have coming coming to the team with strength and alignment and unity that they see that just drives this health score through the roof. And like you have said time and time again, when we see this health score get better and better in teams, crazy stuff starts to happen. It's when you're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that this was possible. And an amazing leadership team is going to get you aligned, get you smart and get you healthy. Yeah. Worlds are colliding because I'm a CE junkie and I've heard some of the best say this. Pete Dawson used to say making money was a byproduct. It's the byproduct of doing the right thing with the right people for the right reasons, all that kind of stuff. And that is absolutely true. If you're a dentist and you want to make a lot of money, it should never be your goal. Your goal should be due to something great. And then you look back and you're like, that's crazy how that all worked. Now, when you think about building a business, let's compare your business and your family. Aligned, smart, healthy. I'll take a dental practice that's aligned, smart, and healthy any day because they're going to continuously crush it over and over and over again in a way that you're going to go, this is nuts. And you might be listening to this going, no, aligned, smart, and healthy. I don't really need that. Think about if one of those three was absent in your family. What if you were smart, but you weren't aligned and you weren't healthy? Not good. Or what if you just had two of the three, you know, I'm smart and I'm healthy, but Sarah and I, we're just not aligned. You know, there's cracks in the armor. So I think the important thing is, is that if you can diagnose where the deficiencies are, you can actually proactively solve some problems. And here, I'm going to throw in one more challenge. If you've listened to the podcast this far, my challenge to you is this. If you really want to grow your business, you got to get out of it. Our highest producer, he works few clinical days. 
I'm going to talk to him on Thursday. I'm guessing he works one clinical day. When I met him, he worked four clinical days. Now he spends the majority of his week developing people. You got to get away from your practice. You think getting away from your practice is getting a partner and scaling. No, it's not. It's growing a leadership team. One that handles the chair side team. One that handles the hygiene team. One that handles the administrative team. And you just develop leaders while they grow people. And again, my question, Jenny, I don't even know if I'm on track. I'm, I, you're provoking so many emotions on this. So what other thoughts do we need to consider when it comes to leadership team? Um, you know, I think being a, being a great leader and being a great leadership team isn't about what you tell people. Right. It's it's about how you show up and how you support and how you grow the people around you. Right. How you grow great leaders. And when you're so in the weeds alone, it's fr it becomes frustrating and it's hard to really be the type of leader that sort of projects what they expect. Mm -hmm. Right. When you're so in the weeds, it's hard to project that that amazing attitude, that smart aligned attitude that you expect of your team. And when you can share in the responsibility, when you have people that you can bounce ideas off of, bounce frustrations off of, you can really project what you want. And as a great leader, you know, you're, you're in front pulling and leading and showing what you want. You're projecting the attitude, you're projecting the core values, you're projecting the work ethic that you want to see from your team. And that's just going to elevate everyone around you. And they're going to want to work harder for you because they see you working hard for them. Yeah, you're provoked. And again, you're using words that uh, th there's so many lessons we teach here and a couple of them I want you to get in this podcast. So here's one. Lesson number one is this. There isn't a single dental practice in the world that gets better. Now one, it was somebody that got better. It was a leader that got better. People don't leave practices. People leave people. So if you ever lose a great team member, they didn't say this place is messed up. They were, they left a person. So the leader's got to get better. Now, you might be thinking, well, I got to get more dynamic. I got to know more about dental practice. No, you don't. It's important to do all that stuff. But a great leader is this. It's not somebody who's amazing, thoughtful, brilliant. No, a leader's consistent. What they do ultimately is grow other leaders that grow other leaders. Now, the first time I had, I heard that, I had like a visceral reaction because what it did was it freed up all this baggage I had on my back. I'm like, oh, I got to get better. I can inspire people. I got to bring it more tomorrow. The second I heard that, I'm like, oh, new journey here. Now I'm going to start growing people and I'm going to grow people that can grow other people. And now that's really great leadership. Now, I'm not here to tell you I'm an amazing leader, but I'll tell you every time I grow a leader, I get more time. I also watch somebody I care about become better. And they start making other people better. And you can sit back and smile. I just got back. I'm going to brag about one thing. I just got back for the longest vacation I've ever been on with my family. I was kind of nervous to go that long. But at the same token, I came back and there were no fires. You know why? Because leaders don't let fires happen. So it's really important to understand the why behind it. Now, is this an easy journey? Hell no. But um, one more thing I want to add, Jenny, I, I think it's really important. You just can't develop a leadership team and go, go, there's laws. You have to have bylaws. One of the most important bylaws that I screwed up a lot 
starting is you can't have workaround conversations. Can't have these sidebars. You can't agree to something and then have a sidebar and trump the other people on your leadership team. That's the fastest way to make them super angry at you and obliterate trust. Don't you think? Yeah. And this is where vulnerability comes in. And, and these are things that we and on our leadership team have, have dealt with and faced. And because we have trust and vulnerability, we've been able to come to the table and say, whoa, we, we've agreed that we don't do this. We agree, we've agreed that we bring things to the table and, and we discuss them. And it allows us to work through those challenges and grow together. But absolutely, you have to be committed to one another, committed to the process, and you have to work at it. And when there's agreements, you have to honor them. Yeah, absolutely. Another agreement that you have to have is we have what's called an L10 traction meeting agenda. So Kirk doesn't show up and talk about all the things that he wants to fix. We stick to the agenda. It has a few priorities, a few KPIs. We follow it to a T and then we hold each other accountable to getting things done week over week. That way, everyone comes to the table knowing what to expect. You might say, I got a leadership team, but they don't know what to expect in a meeting. And most people hate meetings. Change that. You can change that with a level 10 meeting agenda. And again, you can find that right in traction or you can reach out to us. We'll have a copy of that. And when you follow that, that's powerful. One more thing that's critically important. You pointed to vulnerability and vulnerability is an awesome, awesome, awesome thing to experience. But let me tell you my experience. Vulnerability is telling the truth all the time, like all the time, even if it freaks you out, just saying, okay, here it is. I'm going to call something out. We're, you're not doing this or it's not getting done and trusting that this isn't going to blow up in your face and somebody's going to storm out of the meeting, which I've done many times in the past. So Jenny, coach me through that. What do I do? Vulnerability allows us to create these environments of psychological safety. And we've talked about this before. Google actually did a study on this 40,000 teams the most effective teams across all industries have environments of psychological safety. What that means is team members feel free to say, I don't know, I need help, I made a mistake, and to ask questions without fear of repercussion from their teammates or their leaders. As a leader and as members of a leadership team, that begins with you guys practicing that together and then modeling it for your team, right? And being vulnerable doesn't mean this like weepy, oh my gosh, sob story. It's about being honest. Yep. It's about saying, I need help, about saying, I don't know. And that is a tremendous strength that you need to learn and grow into and when you can develop that, when you can develop that within your leadership team, your team will see that and they'll, they'll begin to feel free to say, I want to grow and I need help to grow in this way. Yeah. I'm uncertain and I need help here. I made a mistake and I want to get better because that's what you want from your team. You want them to say, I want to be better and I need help in this way to get better. Yeah. When they start asking for help in that way, that's when the magic's going to start happening. 
Yeah. And they will ask for help. And what's really cool is you can now be their coach. You don't have to be their boss. Another thing. So just to see how this works, the bigger your practice gets, no different than a big family, is that the leadership team has to be aligned. So you can do it however you want to do it. But you can start with a leadership team. A lot of companies and a lot of dental practices have a leadership meeting, maybe on a Tuesday. They get aligned before they actually go to the team. It's no different than Sarah and I being aligned at dinner before we tell our kids what we're going to do because they're going to exploit the weaknesses or deficiencies between us. And any crack in daylight between us blinds the kids. No different than your leadership team. We get a lot of big practices coming our way, a lot of them. And it's funny how they all, well, it's not funny, but they complain that, you know, I can't find great people and they're, and this is a mess. And I always say the fish stinks from the head down. Mm-hmm. As goes the leadership team, so goes the practice. When you find a crazy, aligned, and healthy leadership team, they can crush it in any market because they're aligned at the top. And that alignment has to come pre before talking to the rest of your team. We do it on Mondays because our coaches travel. And so we have a leadership team, which is called our traction meeting. And that goes from 1035 to noon. And then we do what's called cascading. We make decisions, we follow our agenda, and then we cascade immediately. What we just decided verbally, face-to-face, even if it's from Zoom, so that there's no gaps in what was communicated. So... Jenny, what are some other logistics that you would say, because you coach a lot of amazing practices when it comes to leadership teams or even pitfalls when it comes to leadership teams? Um, An effective leadership team, the meeting, the meeting cadence and getting things done, it can't be haphazard, right? I think the one thing I would encourage you is that you, like you said, meeting on a two, you really have to set aside time to say, we're gonna be intentional about this. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna land the plane, we're gonna talk about the things that matter. Just as we we talk so much about the importance of the team meeting, meeting with your team, calibrating with your team, this is also so important with leadership. And the bigger you get, the more intentional you need to be about this. Don't just think, oh, we're gonna fit in some time at our lunch, or we're gonna, meet for a few minutes before, right? Because what happens? We see we see an emergency over lunch or we've got to finish our chart notes or life happens and we, we're coming in late one day or we have to leave early. Be intentional about creating this team and being committed to it or it won't work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't tell yourself, you're, that's so well said, Jenny. Can't tell yourself a story that you don't have time for this. It's kind of like saying, I don't have time for date night. We're good. You know, you can't do that. You got to invest in your leaders. And then another, this is the bonus point round where you might suggest if you have your leadership meeting weekly, there's a great thing you can do. You can do alignment time. So even though you're meeting as a group, you're getting aligned. You've got one-on-one alignment time with each one of your leaders so that they can ask you questions in a space where you can commit to their cause and they can execute. By doing that, you're making a huge statement that I'm investing in you and growing you as a leader. I think that's an important component. The greater you grow your leader team, the less you're going to do long-term, the freer your brain will be, the more your practice will do, the more days you'll get back. Gosh, I could go on for another 10 minutes on the benefits. 
give you so much time back in the long run. It really does. Absolutely. And I'll link what I said, what we said up to this point with what my favorite thing is to say, period. Time is the new rich. I don't care how big your practice is, how many locations you have. I don't care how cool your practice is. All I care about is how much time you have. The person who has the ability to do what they want with their time is the richest person in the world. And that's the hugest, hugest benefit to building something that's worthwhile. More time. Because in the end, all these pieces, they all go back in the box. I was over in England with a couple of buddies drinking beer and there was a sign on the wall in Wrexham, if you guys know where that is. And it said, don't take life too seriously. Nobody gets out of here alive, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> it's, we only get so many days. Make the most of these days. But our goal with this podcast is to help you think more clearly, to give you some great perspective so that when you go back and start to do these things, you create a better practice and a better life. Jenny, mm -hmm. any last thoughts you have on the leadership team? I mean, really, whether you're a practice of three or a practice of 30, this is a component that you need. Having a leadership team, be it two, five, 10 people, it's gonna create that aligned, smart and healthy practice. It's gonna bring the outside perspectives, bring the complementary strengths, and it's gonna let you share in the challenges and the joys in your practice. So if you don't have one, commit to making it happen. Yeah, and I just wanna clarify the level one, having a coach, that I think you need a coach through the entire process. So even if your practice is really cool and you have an amazing leadership team, you gotta have a coach that coaches your leadership team. Our coach is gonna be here next week. She's a badass. She kind of scares me a little bit. I'm worried to see what's going to come out of her mouth, but she can say things I can't say. She can call me out in the middle of a room. And we use terms like gloves off. Here they are, gloves, gloves off. Here's the truth. And one of my favorite things she's ever said to us is I can see ceilings you guys can't. And it's so true. It's amazing when somebody from the outside can take your leaders and make them healthier and think better in a way that there's more glue and more alignment. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Jenny? I love it. Excited for people to get better by getting support from the people around them. Amen. Jenny, thanks for being on. I really appreciate you. And as you already know, Jenny will just call me out on things. Like, I'm like, ah, here it goes. You know, so... <laughs> Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're kind of struggling with who to talk to, just feel free to reach out to us. Hey, you, like Jenny said, you are not, you were not designed to do this alone. Don't try. It's dumb. Don't, don't. There's a lot of resources, a lot of help out there. People that can help you think better. So hope you guys enjoyed today. If you did do us a favor, just hit the share button, share this with your friends. We are loving this so much that we're just going to keep bringing it with the challenges that you guys are sending to us. So please send us some more challenge. I love all this stuff. And until we hear, well, until you hear from us or we hear from you or we see you guys again, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. 
it allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.